Hello and welcome to the JNM podcast. My name is Jeanette. And I'm Miro. And today we are going to be talking about F is for Family is a Netflix TV show and it's like a almost like an adult animated movie. Yeah. Well, not not movie. TV like a show. cartoon, yeah, yeah. It's like an adult cartoon kind of in the way of Family Guy, American Dad, Rick and Morty. That yeah. kind of It's like, an adult cartoon. Yeah. yeah. But before we get started, uh, we wanted to let uh, people know that we hit worldwide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we have two people in the Netherlands. Yeah, thanks for listening to us, guys. Yes. One person in Ireland. And we also had a couple of um, people wa- listening to from Virginia. Yeah. But I think it's probably Miles. Oh, hi, Miles. Hi, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we just wanted to thank you guys for listening and hope you guys continue share the podcast with people or just, you know, yeah. like just keep, you know, going at it. Yeah. Join us. Uh, we like have, we like knowing that there's someone listening. Yeah. We would, I think it makes it like easier to talk when you know there's going to be someone that eventually listens to this. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just like glad that at least someone is listening. Yeah. Like in, instead of like us just like talking into a void and then... No, no one's listening. No one's listening, yeah. <laughs> All right, F is for Family is created by Bill Burr and Michael Price. Uh, Bill Burr, some of you might know, is a famous comedian known for his sarcastic remarks and ideas on society. Uh, Michael Price is an Emmy and Writers Guild Award winner for shows like The Simpsons, Teacher's Pet, and some of the Star Wars Lego movies. Some of the executive producers are Vince Vaughn, and Peter Billingsley. Peter. Oh, Peter. What did I say? Peter. Oh, Peter. <laughs> uh, Vince Vaughn also voices Chet in season three. Peter Billingsley is known for his role as Ralphie Parker in A Christmas Story. I think that this is like the first thing he's done since. Maybe? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he's like he's, the... he hasn't been too active since that. yeah yeah because i think like he just did a christmas story and i think he did like a couple like commercials and yeah. maybe a tv show but mm-hmm. like a guest role and then he was like quiet i think when he was going into like high school and yeah, college and like, yeah and then he got ripped yeah, I didn't like when I saw the Wikipedia uh, uh-huh. image. I was like, "Oh wow!" Like he's a lot different from like seeing oh, yeah. him, like shooting his eye out with the oh, gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. So the show premiered on December eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. Their most recent season, uh, season four, premiered on June twelfth, two thousand twenty. This show kind of got dropped on Netflix out of nowhere. Well, for me at least, out of nowhere. I feel like that happens with every uh netflix show for me where like one day just randomly there's a new show on netflix that i've never heard about yeah i think that like netflix for me i feel like that like some of the shows or movies that they figured won't do well Uh they don't heavily market it okay because i would say like eurovision was marketed more than f is for family like in a bit well, like, yeah, and because that one's a movie, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the cast. So some of the actors actually play multiple characters in the show. Uh, for example, Bill Burr plays the 
um, the main character, Francis Frank Murphy. Uh, and then he also plays Father Pat, who is the uh, really soft-spoken Christian priest that uh, his family goes to. Yeah, like, you can remember him from, like, the couples therapy, like, retreat. Yeah. He was the guy that was, like, trying to get the couples to, like, negotiate. Oh, God. That um, was a good episode. Yeah, um, and a, there's, like, a episode in the recent season where, like, they do, like, a confession thing. With, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, uh, Frank talks to Father Pat about... You know his, his dad, his dad yeah. and then like it goes back in time of like what happened. What, what was, was like... his childhood like? Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and then we have Laura Dern who plays Sue Murphy, Frank's wife. Uh, we have Justin Long, <laughs> uh, who plays Kevin Murphy, uh, the oldest son of Bill. Uh, sorry, of Frank and <laughs> and Sue. Uh, and he also plays uh, Chuck uh, Sawitzki, the manager of the Sawitzki and Sons. Yeah, he was the um, that kind of like scrawny, like young adult guy. Yeah, he was the young was guy in the, the store. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the pilot episode too, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he also plays Phineas, the chubby guy that uh, that's in the circus uh, and works in the airline union. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Haley Reinhardt, who plays Bill Murphy, and also Frank Murphy as a kid. Then you have Debbie Derryberry, who plays Maureen Murphy. It's the uh, now eldest daughter, daughter of Frank yeah. and Sue Murphy. And Bill Murphy is the younger son. Yes. Yeah. I think he's like the middle child. Well, and not then, anymore. Well, yeah, not. Well, he's like second. And then yeah. Maureen is third. Uh, and then you have Phil, Philip Bonfiglio. Philip Bonfiglio. It is, which one's that one? Oh, yeah. He was the timid kid who is friends oh, with Maureen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, that, that Go, kid that like goes apeshit. Has like the really bad lisp, like talk like that right yes yeah and then, that like guy. he has like anger problems yeah like remember that one time He's when he really got really creepy yeah and then he got like jealous of bill like hanging out with other people so then he started like plucking Pl- his eyebrows oh god yeah that was the, that was the kid you know it's so weird like when i saw that i was like oh wow uh we used to have a kid in school that did that oh really yeah we used to have a kid in school that it wasn't like his eyebrow uh, it was like the hair on either on his arm, like later in when we got a little bit older on older on his like arms, but before that it was like on the side of his head, so mm. it would like pluck it out, and we're like, okay, dude, why are you? <laughs> <laughs> like we were young, we didn't know. We we're like, dude, why are you being? Why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> he we, we didn't bully him because of it though. So. Well, I mean, you know, everyone has like their. Yeah, Ways we were just feeling... like, dude, that's the kid that like pulls his hair. <laughs> so back to Debbie. Yeah. Uh, she also plays Kenny, who is the younger brother of Ben, and he's like the kid that wears a diaper. Oh God, yeah, yeah, the really trashy redneck. Yes, family. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Then you have Bridget Fitzsimmons, who mm-hmm. is uh, Jimmy Fitzsimmons' uh, sister. Okay. And um, the girl that, like, dates Bill for a bit in yeah, yeah. season three. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, 
for her, uh, she has others, so she does like extra voices for random characters. Yeah. Uh, then you have Sam Rockwell, who plays Vic Reynolds. Mm-hmm. He is like the kind of like hot, good-looking uh, neighbor next yeah. door. And Who's like a radio DJ. Yes. Like yeah. disc jockey. Yeah. Yeah, DJ. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. I'm not. <laughs> So, uh, Trevor Duvall, um, plays Red. He's, like, the, one of the baggage handlers, and he's, like, the guy with, like, the long, beautiful black hair. Yeah, and they (laughs) always do drugs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, then you have Bolo, who is one of Kevin's friends and bandmates. Yeah. Uh, and then Trevor also plays... Um, Mr. Goomer, who is the neighbor who likes to imitate Frank's oh, life. Oh, the really he, crappy... Oh, sorry, the really creepy one? Yeah. He's, oh, like, God. the one that, like, breaks into people's houses and, like, lives in their lives. Lives their life, yeah. yeah. And, you know, they're, like... We'll probably talk about this in a little bit, but, like, his character is, like, really sad. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to show about his family because that would be really depressing. <laughs> then you have Otto... Colton Vosser, mm-hmm. uh, who is the Holocaust survivor and neighbor of the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, he was, like, the guy that people thought that he was, like, really creepy. and The kids thought. The kids oh, were yeah, like, oh, the kids thought this guy's really, because, really like, creepy. Because, like, he had, like, numbers on his arms, but they didn't understand, like, what the numbers meant. They thought that, oh, that was how many people he killed. Killed or something, yeah. But it was actually, like, his number for yeah. the, you know, Holocaust. Yeah. Um, then you have Mole Collins, who plays Jimmy Fitzsimmons. Uh, Vivian Sanders, who is uh, Sue's employer at the Plastoware Company. Oh, God. She was the one that was like, oh, Sue, like, you know, come, like, help me out. Or, like, trying to be, like, one with the guys type of feeling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you have Brandy Dunbarton, who is the widow of Roger. And Roger was the CEO of Mohican Airways. Yeah, when he died... uh... Yeah, she Brandy took over. Took over yeah. yeah. Then you have Claire. Oh, not Claire. Claire. Uh-huh. Uh The teenage girl from Murphy's Neighborhood. Uh, then Ben, and it's the kid that kind of looks like Axl Rose. Yeah. In a way. I keep <laughs> thinking like he's supposed to be Axl Rose because he's like really good with the guitar and like. Yeah, but then I told you that Axl Rose doesn't really play guitar. Yeah. Yeah. But he kind of just like dances. And he's like, like Anthony and Kiedis, like yeah. where they just sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Phil uh, Hendry, who. Uh, plays Jim Jeffords, and he's the TV personality in Anchorman. Yeah. Um, where he later gets fired <laughs> because uh-huh. of um, his uh, meltdown when he plays Hobo jo- Jojo. Yeah. Uh, then you have Reed Harrison, uh, who is an aging, overweight TV star, mm-hmm. and he's supposed to uh, represent Robert Blake, who was like a famous like TV actor and like the 70s and 80s i believe and then he was also known for um murdering his wife but then he got acquitted for it because of like lack of evidence but then it was like a whole thing he was kind of like the oj simpson of the 70s well no because like the murders happen 
I think it was like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, sorry to like go off script. Yeah. But that was like what I knew about Robert Blake. Yeah. Uh, then you have Mr. Durkin, who is the Kevin's summer school teacher, and he's like the one that always gets like his like car broken. Yeah. Somehow, like either like the trash can the trash bag that's like being like set up yeah. as like a window is like broken yeah. and he's like oh man i gotta i gotta replace that yeah. again and then you have kevin michael richardson who plays chauncey rosie roosevelt and he's the uh baggage handler that that also runs for um like council he, no what is it Al- alderman 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 something like that yeah, yeah. some political uh yeah it's like a person that works in the council the yeah, city council something like that uh then you have uh david Cor coach kochner yeah i think kochner maybe kochner yeah uh who plays robert bob pogo Porgrovich. Uh-huh. uh and he is frank's morbidly obese chain smoking boss and friend yeah uh, I mean, then, friend is a really, like... Yeah, it's kind of, like, iffy on that. But uh, David is known for uh, kind of, like, that very, like, outgoing personality um, in Anchorman. And then mm-hmm. also he was, like, uh, a boss from a different branch uh, for The Office. He was, like, the guy that was, like, trying to influence Michael Scott to be... To say that's what she said. Oh, wait really no that's yeah yeah that was him because it's like michael scott was like oh like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like act immature anymore and then he looks at david and david's like giving him that look yeah yeah. and then he's like oh that's what she said yeah yeah. (laughs) because jim said something yeah jim was like oh that's gonna make it really hard you really (laughs) think he can go all night and then like they look at each other and he says it yeah yeah yeah, those are like the I would say like main cast or guess like yeah, those are the main cast. Uh, main voice actors. Yes. For the show, yeah, and here's some backstory to the show. The show is basically it takes a little bit from Bill Burr's stand up and some of his personal life growing up, and basically that's where it gets its inspiration from for the stories and what's going on. In October 2014, they announced that the series was uh, greenlit and it's going to be uh, in partnership with Netflix. As well as Gamma International TV uh-huh. and Wild West Television. Television yeah. Gamont uh, also created the Netflix show Narcos and Wild Wild West Television is uh, Vince Vaughn's company. Um, who I keep getting surprised. Like Every time I heard him in the show, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that's Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, so the show takes place in the 70s where like Bill Burr's character uh, or Bill Burr rather describes that time as a time when you could smack your kid, smoke inside and bring a gun to the airport. Uh, I personally, I think this is what people like nowadays think of as like, like the boomer generation thinks of this as like the good old days, you know? Yeah, but then it's, like, kind of weird because, like, the 70s was also when serial killers were becoming a thing. Like, that was when, um... But also, news didn't travel that far. Well, like, on TV it did. 
Like, because that was when, like, news reporting was becoming, like, a big thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, also people, like, had newspapers. Yeah. Um, so it's, like... And also, like, TV was, like, kind of getting a, li- a little bit t- cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was when, like, color TV was coming in. So it's, like, the black and white TV were pretty cheap at that time. Because yeah. they were trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, at least, like, media was, like, somewhat like reachable however Mm -hmm. it's not as reachable as like today now today it's like you could just go google something if you have like wi-fi yeah and then you'll understand yeah so yeah the first season is six episodes while the later seasons have 10 episodes so we're gonna go through give like a breakdown of each season and talk about uh, talk about the characters Mm -hmm. so for season one uh we basically find out that uh frank works at Mohican Airways Uh, he's suddenly promoted to his manager when his boss is killed uh, (laughs) when they stand in front of an airplane engine Uh, when he's promoted the other uh, people start talking about forming a union and you know uh, the owner of Mohican Airlines can kind of see that Frank is becoming their leader or like they take what Frank says like to heart so he starts trying to bribe them with like football game tickets to basically not form the union uh, the union is kind of like the what Frank is going through at work in this season yeah so he's uh, during the season he's trying to deal with the strike and at the end of the season he fails and gets fired mm-hmm. uh, that becomes his main conflict in the following season is uh, being um, unemployed uh, meanwhile, uh, Bill is trying to deal with his bully, Jimmy Fitzsimmons. Bill is the second oldest son of Bill, uh, of Frank and Sue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep wanting to call Frank Bill because of Bill Burr. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so in this season when Bill tries to fight back against Jimmy, uh, he gets suspended from school and just tries to hide from him constantly and finds out that Jimmy has, like, um... Uh, Kind of like a, what do they call him? The like, like a, a treehouse. Yeah, but he it's not like a really tree a treehouse. Ha- yeah. It's like more of like just like a little shack. That yeah, he has. It, it's like in the forest that he's taken over, and that's his like place to hang out. So he burns that down, uh, which like sets fire to the forest. Yeah, which is like right behind the Deer house. house. Yeah. yeah. And then you also have Sue, who's like not only working as a housewife, but she's also kind of like trying to sell the plasterware products that she has yeah i like it's funny how people are becoming more and more uh people are becoming more and more aware of pyramid schemes and this was like the pyramid scheme in the 70s was like oh buy our plasterware and go sell it at parties yeah it's like what people do now with like uh essential oils and yeah and lula lularue and yeah like in um like just like random things that like you don't really need but it's yeah. like they make it yeah. sound like oh like anyone you must can have like this. yeah and then like everyone will buy it like every single day yeah but not understand that there will come a point where you run out of people yeah trying to sell exactly yeah so she's doing that and then while she's like trying to um set up these parties and such she gets um 
a call like for like a promotion like to kind of do more of like a manager role mm-hmm. of like the sales um sales people where like she kind of like oversees um the sales people yeah yeah uh, instead of being the salesperson herself yeah uh however uh when she gets this message it's mm-hmm. like in an answering yeah she's like not home that day yeah. it goes on the answering machine and then uh frank finds out about it and he just decides to delete it yeah and then sue finds out later like i think it was like the uh recorder was like still had it in like the system or something, something like that in some yeah. way. and she managed to find out uh eventually and then basically like leaves like goes MIA like I think in the season finale. Yep. And then you also have like Kevin tries to get his grades up, which is like a common thing for Kevin. Like he's one of those like children who don't really like school and like doesn't really yeah. want to do work or homework homework. And, like, every season, he, like, gets a little bit better. Like, in the first season, is like, oh, like, you're not gonna... Like, you're gonna have to repeat the grade if you don't pass. Yeah. So he has to try, and he passes with, like, Ds. Yeah. And then the next season, it's like, okay, you're gonna, like, fail this class if you don't do this. Uh, so he has to get his thing up. And then they're like, okay, you won't graduate if you don't do yeah. this. So he, like, has to step it up again. And it's like, dude, just fucking, like, read a book. Yeah. Uh, and then when we move in, on to... Uh, before we move on, in season one, there was nothing really going on with Maureen, right? Not really. Because I think, like, the only uh, thing I could find was um, when think, she was looking for the dog. Yeah. Like, that, in the and, season. like, her trying to, like, find her place. I remember um, she was, like, trying to play with bill and then like the weird kids yeah like she wanted to play with her brothers or like have her own friends or yeah uh that was kind of her deal Mm -hmm. yeah so then we move on to season two and so at this point frank is struggling to find a job and he's very one of those like um stubborn people where he doesn't want to uh go to the unemployment yeah he's like really proud he doesn't want to yeah. Be a leech or... Yeah, you know. so he he just, like, tries to find a job. Uh, and then he finds a job as, like, a vendor product distributor for <laughs> a guy named Smokey. Yeah, it's, and... like, a really, like, that's his job title, but it's, like, a fancy way of saying he refills vending machines. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, like, on the first night of the job, he has to, like, work with Smokey, and he basically, like, is just, you know, filling up vending machine. And then he deals with, like, oh, shit, like, the I accidentally left the door, the back door open. So it caused, like, all the coins to fall Blah. out. And he had to go through the snow to, like, look for it. And, like, just a bunch of stuff. And then after that, he's like, okay. Like, Smokey was like, okay, like, you, you can have a truck. Yeah. And then he had to work nights. So then he works, like, late in the night. And then he comes back home, like, in the morning. Right when, like, Sue and everyone else gets up. Yep. And so it's, like, he doesn't have time to really, like, have, like, Like, quality. hang out with his yeah. family and do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um... Which, you know, uh, that whole thing, that kind of 
spirals downwards but because it deteriorates like his relationship with the kids yes and then also with sue but sue yeah yeah uh and then one day he goes to uh the mohican airways to restock their vending machine and that's when his former boss catches him and then he tells him that oh like we don't really like your replacement who's named scoop which is I believe Roger's like yeah, it's cousin? like the CEO's brother or something. Okay, it's like the CEO's little brother. They call him Scoop because he looks like there's a scoop of his head missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you look in a certain way, you could see like the big dent. Yeah, in his head. He, he's got a big dent in his head. Yes, <laughs> he's being told like by his former boss that oh, like Scoop is like ruining the airline because he he. I guess because he is missing part of his brain, especially the particular part of the brain that requires you, like, that holds, like, your personality. Yeah. And your, like, function. Yeah. That Scoop, like, just, like, goes insane every now and then. Or, like, freaking thinks, like, everyone's, like, after him or something like that. Uh, So Frank and then the rest of the staff tries to initiate a plan to get rid of Scoop. Mm-hmm. However, it stalled when a group of men attempt to hijack the plane. Yeah. And this is when Frank tries to negotiate with the hi- the hijackers. And then Scoop interferes right when he gets, you know, the chance that the hijackers won't steal the plane. Yeah. So Scoop interferes and steps onto the briefcase that... Had the bomb he- in Yeah, it. had the yeah. bomb in. And then he basically explodes... And, like, all of his body parts, like, fly all over the place. Yeah. And then Roger gets upset about this. And he, like, tries to kill Frank for uh-huh. killing his brother. Yeah. But then he, like, for somehow, like, for some reason, like, a uh, paper flies into Roger's neck. Yeah. And somehow it was so sharp to the point that it cuts his neck open. Yeah, like, decapitates him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then decapitate him. It just basically slit his slit throat. Slit throat, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of what Yeah, happens. that's what happens to Frank. <laughs> yeah. And then Bill uh, decides yeah, to get... It, it's kind of... Uh, the Their storylines are kind of related. Like, they're both, like... Frank is like, I gotta get a job to, like, support my family. And then mm-hmm. Bill... Yeah, and then Bill, uh, he also gets a job as a newspaper boy... Uh, to help make some money. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, mostly to help him get, like, this, like, fancy hockey stick. Yeah. So then he could try out for the hockey team. Mm-hmm. However, right when he gets uh, the money, he actually uh, gets the money stolen from uh, Jimmy Fitzsimmons. Yeah. And then this causes Bill to try to sneak and, like, steal the hockey stick, mm-hmm. but then he gets caught by the general store yeah. owner, uh, and then gets in trouble for it. And then, meanwhile, Sue gets a full time job working in the office space for the plastic company. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, she's like only, almost like a secretary. Like she's just there. She's to, like an office assistant type yeah. of person. Yeah, she's like there to like take notes, answer phone calls. And then she kind of, like, struggles at, at the beginning to, like, deal with, like, 
the guy's vulgar humor mm-hmm. and because they're very vulgar and then they like always talk about like people's like pussies or like yeah calling each other like you know faggot or something like something, something. like very like offensive nowadays yeah <laughs> something you like couldn't really get away with yes uh so then she um after like being talked to her boss um and like trying to like be like hey like this is the man's world you just need to like deal with the type of yeah. thing so then once she deals with it and manages to kind of like stand up for herself mm-hmm. uh she gets a chance to pitch her invention which is a salad tosser and it's the one where you basically like push down this button and it yeah. spins the salad yeah to dry it i remember we used to have that as a kid like we we had one of those where you'd like push it down and it starts spinning and then all the water would gather and dump yeah. it. Like I yeah. remember I played with that thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, like last year I was like dog sit- sitting for someone and they had a salad tosser and yeah. I was like like <laughs> Yeah. Just going at it. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a fun fun experience. Yeah. They're really fun when, to use. Yeah, when you're bored. Yeah. Uh so she tries to make a prototype, which is basically like a washing machine, and it's like mm-hmm. very big and bulky. And then everyone's like, "Whoa! Like, what is this? Like a, like this isn't supposed to be a, you know, a real yeah. thing." And then she's trying to explain to them, like, "No, it's a prototype. Like the next model would be smaller, smaller in plastic, yeah. not a giant metal like yeah. thing." And so the pitch doesn't go well because like when she tried to do the um the prototype like the water goes all over the place yeah and, and like that's what it's supposed she's like yeah that's exactly what it's supposed to do yeah you they're know? like how can we like sell this if this yeah. is current? and then she's like trying so hard to like explain to them but then they didn't get it yeah so then she goes uh to the founder of plasterware which is this like old woman mm-hmm. and then manages to pitch it to the woman and then the woman's like, okay, like, I'll just, like, you know, bring this up during the shareholders meeting. And then when she does that, like, the pitch goes really well. But instead of saying, like, oh, this was made by one of our workers. Instead, she was like, oh, this was my idea. There was This was, like, my invention. Yeah. I did this. She takes credit for it. Yeah. yeah. So then this really, like, hurts, like, Sue's, like, kind of, like, like her dream. It kind of like ruined her chances of like doing something with her life she could have like turned the entire like life of her family around with this right like oh yeah she got credit for it she would get paid royalties and like their all of their issues would be well not all of their issues but like all of their financial issues yeah at least it would help with like mortgage payments or maybe like to help like pay for bills uh hockey stick that he wants to do well i mean she would get millions i know but like just like random things like to cover costs or something yeah um so then while that also happens kevin managed to get his own room and it's like in the cellar yeah, um, like out, you, you can only enter it from outside. Yeah. So then he also, like, starts to gain ground with this band. And basically the band is, like, a folklore rock band inspired by the Lord of the Rings yeah. um, stories. So he manages to get a gig for his band, which is for Vic's birthday party. 
However, it kind of doesn't go well because um, Kevin admits that he had sex with Vic's girlfriend, Judy yeah. Pie. And this was, like, after, like, he got, like, this huge boner when he was getting a haircut with this, like, hot girl. Yeah. And then he was, like, so upset by it that he went to Cutie Pie and was like, oh, like, you know, I'm really upset. And then, like, they end up having sex, Sex, like, on the water couch. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was kind of it for season two. Mm -hmm. And then season three is basically when Frank and Sue have a fourth child. Well, like they no, got pregnant they like, are pregnant yeah yeah, yes yeah uh yeah that's uh basically what the main thing of season three is for them frank and sue find out that they're gonna have a fourth kid and of course frank is like you know super uh depressed about it yeah so later they find out that um they got pregnant because of the condoms that they use from one of the vending machines that frank restocks because then we see like a thing where uh frank's boss smoky is like poking holes in them yeah uh so he like pokes holes in every like fourth one or something and like then they put it in the uh vending machines so yeah uh that's when they get some new neighbors uh chet and nguyen nguyen yeah stevenson uh chet is a former airman who fought in both the korean and vietnam wars Nguyen Nguyen is a Vietnamese woman Chet met during his tour there. So Frank and Chet become really good friends because Frank likes to think that he's also a military man. Which, then, I mean, he is. He he is a veteran, but, like, he didn't see combat or something like that, so everyone else, like, looks down on him. They become friends, and... Um, no, I mean, he did. It just, like, wasn't as much. Because I know that he, like, whenever he gets mad, he's like, I found Korea. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, I killed a person. Yeah. You know? Like, so he did do it. But, like, he wasn't, like, very, kind of, like, something like, like, another, like, famous, like, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Like, he yeah, wasn't Yeah, he like wasn't, that, like, a, like, he wasn't decorated. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Chet even helps Frank with adding a new bedroom to his home. For their new kid and he's like yeah you know what you don't have to worry about the permits like just do it like i know what we're doing it's fine uh the conflict for them starts when sue finds out that chet is verbally abusing nguyen nguyen and refuses to like uh treat her the same as he would treat other people mm-hmm. so he like we get this scene where he's like berating her like how dare you talk to me like that in yeah, front of everyone else. Yeah, and also, like, um, refusing her to eat something. Like, yeah, like, you she... don't get any dinner tonight. Yeah. Yeah. During a 4th of July party, when Sue calls him out on it, uh, Chet uh, actually, like, decides to uh, mess with them and calls the city and tells them, hey, like, Frank is building a room at his house uh, without any permits. So, of course, the city comes in and like finds them them. per day so they're like spending more money than they even wanted to spend or could spend on on the fines uh and at the end of the season we find out that uh winwin has poisoned chet to death yes wait does chet actually die yeah in um the wiki fandom he actually dies in the end of season three okay yeah yeah, it was kind of weird because I know, like, in the season finale, it was kind of, like, unknown. They, yeah, they're, like, they say, like, they don't say that he's dead. Yeah. I don't think any of the characters even say he's dead. 
But no, they were kind of like, oh, like what happened? And then Nguyen Nguyen was like, oh no, like don't worry, Sue. I, like I got it. Like, yeah, I, like, I, I have it under control. Yeah, yeah I, I planned this entire thing. Yeah, and then she was like, yeah, but you're you're going to go to prison for this, and she's like, well, you know, I feel better. Yeah, <laughs> like that type of thing. Like she doesn't care because like her life with Chet was worse than prison. Yes. So she's like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, and Sue, uh, that's kind of what Frank deals with during this season is, like, his relationship with Chet. Mm-hmm. His work is kind of, like, still, eh. Yeah. But this is, like, his main uh, conflict for the season. Uh, in the meantime, Sue is trying to both, like, bounce back from her salad tosser invention that she didn't get credit for uh, by basically trying to, like, up herself by inventing something new so she's trying to force herself uh to invent something new mm-hmm. so she invents like a swiss army device that's basically kitchen utensils it's got a knife in it a spatula like uh, scissors. scissors and all this other stuff um that she calls the forkunchula. uh <laughs> yeah so a fork knife unchula yeah, spoon spatula. Spoon spatula. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot that spoons existed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So of course, like it's not as good as the salad tosser. It's pretty dangerous. Like the prototypes that she wastes a lot of money making. Well, not waste. She spends a lot of money making are really dangerous. Yeah. Um, like the some of the women that used it, which was like in the cul-de-sac, like. They were kind of afraid to admit that it was dangerous for them. Because, yeah. like, they were like, oh, like, I mean, it's, like, it's worth something, but, like... You got something, but... Nah. Yeah, and then they kept... She kept asking us, like, oh, would you buy it? And then they were like, oh, I don't know, like, that type of thing. And yeah. then, like, I think, like, uh, Sue, like, opened the device um, somehow, and then, like... A, like one of the devices which was like the I think scissors. like the scissors or something yeah, yeah it like flung into um like one of like the cushions of the couch and mm-hmm. it was like right next to one of the neighbors yeah that's kind of to her like oh shit like this is actually pretty bad yeah <laughs> yeah and then meanwhile um uh, frank also receives his job job back from his bosses mm-hmm. uh his airport job yes yeah uh, however, um, this was when he didn't really get, like, a promotion. It was kind of weird because it's, like, he not only is doing his old job, but he's doing, like, his... His manager's job. Like, he's doing his job and his manager's job, but yeah. he's only getting paid for doing his job. Yes. Because of that, uh, Rose, like, doesn't receive uh, Frank's old job. Yeah. So then he decides to uh, run for alderman. Okay. It was, like part of the city council and then after a couple setbacks from the county so some of the setbacks included like the city council moved the voting polls to like the opposite side of like the, the city. city where like black people don't really go yeah and it was like away from like all the bus routes and uh stuff to allow them to have access to as a result uh frank gets help from Smokey, who, like, uses his vending machine. Like, uses his vans to drive people to yeah, the polling like, places. Yeah, like, kind of busts them to the yeah. polling place. That's so, how uh, yeah, that's he how becomes 
the aldermen. Yes, mm -hmm. that's how uh, Rose wins the election. However, him winning kind of like sets off like a lot of like the white people like off. They're like, mm -hmm. oh my god, this is like the end of the world. Kind of like uh, when Obama won for presidency, like a lot of like more like southern people yeah like who is still like racist were like oh my god this is like the end of the world like yeah and then they were like doing this whole conspiracy theory about like 2020 oh wait no not 2020 uh 2012 being like the end of the world and that was supposed to be like the end yeah. of his presidency <laughs> like oh my god yeah <laughs> while that happens um bill begins to date bridget fitzsimmons who is jimmy's sister mm-hmm However, he doesn't like how destructive uh, she tends to be. So she does a lot of, like, bad, like, behavior. She, like, like breaks bottles in the street, sets things on fire randomly because she wants to. She also, like, abuses him in some way. Like, either, like, threatening him or, like, uh, hitting him. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't really like it, but then he's, like, too, uh, timid to speak up for himself. And then in the season finale, Bridget was like, oh, like, run away with me. Yeah. Let's, like, run away. And they decide to do that, and they are on a train, and almost, like, at the last minute... Bridget decides, like, oh, like, she doesn't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And then, like, jumps out of the train right before the door closes. Yeah. This causes, like, Bill to, like, have to figure out how to get out of the train. And then, like, also, like, he almost, like, dies, like, from, like, drowning in, like, the riverbank. And mm -hmm. then, like, all this other stuff during the season finale. But then he is saved. And it, like gets back with his parents and then he's like oh i'm really sorry that you know i ran away yep. and you know scared you guys mm -hmm. uh so then kevin also becomes friends with older students during his summer class so because of his bad grades he is sent to summer class yeah and that's where he like meets a lot of like older students mm -hmm. who've been uh, like held back or yeah yeah or just like or, or are also troublemakers like him yeah and then one time he tries to uh steal a case of beer from a store mm -hmm. kind of like the same way that his older friends were doing which was basically like waiting in line and then the minute that they're about to like pay like just run off with it with a beer but then he gets in trouble because like the door changed like instead of going opening out like uh -huh to the street yeah you had to pull in uh -huh. order to get out but then he didn't know that and yeah. then he ends up like getting in trouble getting arrested and then like this pisses his parents off and then he also finds out that he is replaced um by ben for mm -hmm. his band but then at the end of the season he makes up with his friends and then gets back in the band yeah and then marine uh, tries to make something out of her in order to gain attention for her parents. And she tries to go on a game show, which is the Hobo Jojo game show. Mm -hmm. And one of the games is this, like, ring toss. So she practices the ring toss by, by going to this, like, carnival or, like, 
kind of like um, Castle Park like um, area, almost like Adventureland. Yeah, it's like a random area that people go to every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, An amusement park. Yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, so then, when she manages to get a chance to compete in the competition. She's, like, one away from winning, like, the grand prize, which is, like, a bunch of, like, toys and such. hmm However, she uh, gets, like, pushed by Hobo Jobo. Or, like, no, wait, sorry. Hobo uh, Jojo. Hobo, Hobo Jojo yeah. uh, actually pushes the cart of the bottles, mm-hmm. causing, like, uh, Maureen to lose. Mm-hmm. However, this causes Philip, who was also competing with her, uh, to basically become pissed off and then attack Hobo Jojo uh-huh. and, and also the policeman who's like kind of like the sidekick. Yeah. And then she also finds out that her father Frank didn't see. Um, Wasn't watching the show. Yeah. And like in the beginning of the episode she wanted him to watch the TV when the show comes on. Mm-hmm. And then also like she wanted um, her mom, Sue, to come with her because, like, for some reason, Hobo Jojo will only bring Well, we kids. find out that the guy that plays Hobo Jojo, I forgot his name. Yeah, he Jim has, like, Jeffords. A, yeah, he has, like, a thing for pregnant women. Yeah, and then, like, the, it, her mom's pregnant, so she's like, yeah. oh, come with us. So yeah, we like, have you a better have ch- to take us, yeah. Yeah, so we have a better chance at getting picked. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, like, season three. Mm-hmm. And then season four. Yeah. Uh, in season four, uh, we kind of start focusing a little bit more on Frank's childhood. We get a visit from his dad. Kind of actually the season starts off with us like uh, getting flashback to his childhood, which we haven't really gotten a lot of. Uh, he just always has been saying how shitty his childhood was. So we finally end up seeing more flashbacks of him actually being a child and then we end up meeting his dad uh whose uh name is big bill murphy uh he just kind of comes for a visit and like pretends like nothing is wrong like you know oh son like how have you been blah 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 so and his uh frank and his dad basically end up having a difficult relationship because frank is like not at all into it uh he doesn't want to have anything to do with his dad keeps asking him like hey why are you even here why did you come here we end up finding out through flashbacks again that frank's dad is the way he well was the way he was because he had kind of like a hardware business yeah it was like a general store. yeah he had like a general store like the only one in town that everyone went to so his life was pretty good uh and then he decided to instead of selling normal stuff he started selling what was it polio um, oh uh iron lungs yeah like just a bunch of like devices that are used for polio yeah so yeah he like converted his business from like a general store to like a medical supply store but like focusing only on polio and then the polio vaccine happens so no one has polio anymore yeah and then it causes his business to you know, clothes. Clothes, yeah. And that's when he becomes an alcoholic. And then, you know, that's when he starts, like, being really bad to Frank. He starts making fun of Frank, basically. Like, really fucked up stuff. Like, uh, during the school play, uh, Frank is nervous. So his dad's like, oh, look at him. He's so bad, blah, blah, blah. 
so like the entire uh, auditorium and the other kids start laughing at him um, this is where we kind of start seeing where Frank is getting all of his bitterness from yeah uh, so Frank uh, ends up wanting to be like okay I'm a better father than my father so he like tries to kind of clean up his act and like listen to his kids more uh, tries to uh, actually keep his promises that he makes like hey I promise I'll come to your ball game or like I'll promise I'll play this with you so he tries to do those wants to become more involved in their lives so like uh, joins after school activities like coaching he's kind of doing good for a while uh, but then like he and his dad actually start doing a little bit better too like they have more talks and everything uh, but everything kind of goes to crap when uh, during Maureen's play uh, which uh, already triggers Frank because it's a play Frank uh, basically starts attacking his dad uh, and like they start basically punching each other because uh, Frank's dad starts making fun of him again and after this fight uh, Frank is basically like hey like he and uh, Sue also have a fight over this so at this point Sue and Frank have also been fighting and Frank is like you know what I have to go to Cleveland for work it's gonna be three days I'm gonna be gone and you know Sue is basically like don't even call me when you get there like she doesn't care so while he's there they find out that the owner of the company Brandy is actually gonna sell Mohican Airlines to like a competitor uh, so they like you know they start getting angry and they're like why are we even here then let's leave like yeah. Frank is like hey I'm missing the birth of my child for this no he he doesn't oh he doesn't out find out yeah until, yeah yeah like the very end yeah because like the night before um, he decides to call Sue yeah and then while they're talking <laughs> like Red has sex is having sex with like a woman that he met at like a nearby concert yeah. And so, like, she could hear, like, the noises that they're making in the <laughs> other room. And then it causes Sue to think, like, oh, like, he's cheating on her. Like, he's already, like, partying. Like, yeah. Like, he's, he's like, like a single. Yeah. yeah. So, because of that, they, like, go back into an argument. And then it causes her to um, have her water break. Mm -hmm. Because of, like, her being so angry and frustrated with him. And so she's, like, trying to call him, like, saying, like, hey, I'm going to labor, like, but then all she's getting is manager for the hotel. Hotel, yeah. And so... The Who doesn't do anything. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, and then, like, she doesn't, like, she manages to get um, Frank's boss, mm -hmm. who is also there, but then he's having, like, di digestional problems yeah. after eating a bunch of oysters. Yeah. And then so he manages to find Bill, uh, to, not Bill, uh, to find Frank. Yeah. And then Frank is like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta get there. I yeah. Gotta, I gotta go. I can't, like he's missed every other child. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to miss, miss this, this one. one. Yeah. So then they fly over to, on the Mohican Airways and then it, it almost feels like, oh, the air, the airplane's going to go crashing because the engine is on fire. fire yeah. <laughs> but then... It manages to safely land, and then he makes it in time. How? And then um, when he goes to visit his father, who's at the church inside the hospital, yeah. that's when Big Bill has, like, a stroke. Yeah. 
And it's unknown if he dies, but... I think he does. I don't know, it's kind of weird, like, because, like, a person could have a stroke and you you have, like, minutes to, like... Oh, yeah, I thought it was, like, no, like, he's dead, but we'll, we'll know when the next season comes out. Yeah, I mean, he could be dead, he could not, we yeah. don't know, but we'll find out yeah. in the fifth season. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of Frank's journey in this last season. I think uh, this was like a really good season for him. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you have uh, Sue, who's like kind of trying to do with her last leg of the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So she decides to like try different things from like the past like childbirths that she did. Uh, so she doesn't want to do um, this like meth thing, like not like this meth like drug that women were given during the 70s uh-huh. to kind of like um help ease like the pain of childbirth however yeah, yeah. it causes women to kind of like have almost like thrashing and like very like difficult like handling with them when they're uh-huh. under that drug and then at the end like they don't remember like what happened uh-huh. and so they just have like this baby that they're like oh well look this is your child and then they're like wait this was this happened like yeah that was happening like during the um i would say from like the 1950s all the way up to the 1970s oh wow and that's when like she kind of was given this pamphlet from this woman this like hippie woman yeah and it About, was like, like what is it? It was a Lamaze class. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so Sue was like, oh, yeah, why don't I try this? Like, and it's supposed to be to help you with your breathing, to kind of, like, teach you how to, like, breathe as you're, like, trying to give birth to the mm-hmm. kid. And then, like, also um, when she goes into labor, she's, like, trying to get to the hospital, but then she always has, like, problems. So the car that she was driving broke down. Mm-hmm. And then the bus driver would only take her halfway to the hospital. And then she had to steal a bike from Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> who's like a kid at this... Yeah, in the this, show, he's like a kid. Yeah. yeah. And then she argues with the nurse. He's like, oh, well, you need, like, a man to, like, sign you in. And she's like, look, I don't really give a shit. Give, you know, make me... Let me get in yeah. so I could, like, deliver the baby. And also the nurse was, like, trying to give her the drug. But then she's like, no, I want to be awake when I am Mm -hmm. giving birth to this kid. Please, like, don't do this. And then there was, like, another problem at the hospital in a previous episode where she was kind of there after a car accident that she had. And then when she was told, like, oh, she can go... They asked her if her husband is there, and then she's like, "No, my husband isn't here. Like yeah. he came alone." And they're like, "Oh well, we can't, we can't let you go unless you have a male escort with you." Yeah. And so she was stuck in the waiting room for like a bunch of like the women that doesn't have men, yeah, male escorts, and she had to stand up for herself to actually get out. Yeah. Basically, and then uh, you have Marine. Who's like trying to do stuff like acting in her school play, and she wanted to do the lead role. However, like I think during the audition, she could only get the extra 
one of the extras mm-hmm. role but then Bridget uh, becomes friends with her and then she decides to poison the lead actress, lead actress yeah causing Maureen to get the role yeah and then also Bridget kind of does the same thing kind of teaches her how to stand up for herself mm-hmm. uh, so that was kind of like the main thing for Maureen then Rose uh, tries to make changes during his first months as alderman but then he discovers how corrupt yeah we get into this like whole like storyline where we find out oh like he can't really make the changes he wants to make because the way the government work is like they do each other favors and hey if you like oh so you want to put like a library into your street well no that's not how this is gonna work we're gonna put a dog track there if you don't let us put a dog track there it's gonna be like oh we'll turn on all the water yeah, to like cause water like the, fire heart hydrants. Yeah, open. to cause like the water pressure to go down. Yeah, in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. and like just like throw trash and like right in front of your house. Yeah, like we won't pick up the trash or something. Yeah, yeah. once he like kind of gives in on like going with the flow of like the government, he managed uh, to get his way um, in the season finale by using like the useless airport uh, discount tickets yeah that he was given yeah well not useless like no because they were because they were going to be um once mohican sells yeah. their void yeah 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 uh so he decides to use it for uh one of the <laughs> as other, like a bribe yeah as a bribe and then he manages to get his way and he's like hey like i learned it for you guys yeah you have Kevin, who's doing a little bit better in school, and then he also begins to date a fellow student at his high school, mm-hmm. who is also, like, a nerd like he is, uh, and then he also gets back with his band, uh, however, him and his band are persuaded by Vic uh, to change their sound, and their kind of, like, style, yeah. from being, like, a folklore rock band to being, like, one of those like California smooth Mm -hmm. rock bands from like the 70s like one example is like the Eagles yeah or like Ventura Highway Mm -hmm. song (laughs) yeah they like end up making all these like sad depressive songs yeah and um they perform at like the opening uh day for the new radio station that Vic was gonna work in. Yeah. Because it was being replaced by his old um, rock station. Mm-hmm. And so he's like trying to get like dibs from his new boss, mm-hmm. who's like a younger like guy who's like very like zen and he's like really into the smooth like rock. Yeah, he's like the new school type of producer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, when, uh, the band plays, like, Vic's new boss doesn't like it. He thinks, like, oh, they're just, they look like a bunch of teenagers, like, dressed it's, up like, as really captain. depressive. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then Vic is also trying to deal with his, like, addiction. Mm-hmm. Because I think in this season, like, he's, like, already somewhat sober. He's yeah. not like, using cocaine as much as he used in the previous seasons. Yeah. And then once he realized that he was being aggressive towards Kevin and the band, he decided, mm-hmm. like, okay, like, you do what 
you want to do. Yeah. And then also in the season finale, his former girlfriend, Cutie Pie, is mm-hmm. pregnant and is going into labor the same day as Sue is. Yeah. And he realized, like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a father. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, a sudden thing because, like, we were never hinted that she was pregnant or something. Yeah. Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. But it kind of, like, completes, like, his dream of being a father. Yeah. Or, like, you know, it gives his life purpose because he was, like, losing that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's it for the summaries. Uh, let's go into the characters. Yeah, so I know we've described the characters a lot already. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just to like kind of go over them again. Uh, Frank Murphy, he's a guy in his late 30s. He's about to turn 40. He's like the character that yearns for like the good old days. Like He's like, oh, my life would be so much better uh, if I had done this instead, or if I had done that instead, or if I didn't have kids, or if I didn't get married. Like, both him and Sue have that in common, where they're both, whenever things get hard, they're like, ah, we got pregnant way too early and got married way too early. Yeah, because I think, like, in, I believe in the second season, they kind of flash back to them, like, when they were dating, like, dating still, yeah. And then then sue found out that she was pregnant with kevin and then they're like oh should we do this like yeah and then they were like oh like it's no worries like you know hey like you know we'll just like take a year off from what we wanted to do yeah and then that went on to being more years and then <laughs> yeah they were like they kind of gave up yep yeah he's he's really you know that type of guy where he's not just like nothing really can make him happy at this point uh, yeah. And he keeps trying. And, I mean, you know, I really like him because, like, he kind of reminds me of Bill Burr whenever he does the stand-up. Like, he's yeah, you like, can, yeah, nin, nin, nin. yeah, you can totally tell Bill Burr is modeling his character after this. Yes. Yeah. Or, you know, the other way around. Sorry. Frank's character is modeled after oh, Bill yeah. Burr's act. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he has, like, a really interesting journey, because at first, you're, like, in the first couple seasons, you're like, yeah, I totally get, like, this guy's life, you know, you're just totally like, oh, yeah, like, he got screwed over by everyone in his life, blah, 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 and he's just stuck in this, and then later on, you're like, wow, he's just really bitter, in, like, season three, you're like, oh, wow, he's just a really bitter guy, Mm -hmm. like, he's just really an asshole at this point. Yeah. Uh, And then in season four you find out why he's the way he is and he's actively trying to get better so you're he's starting to kind of redeem himself yeah you know you're like oh he's being an asshole to his kid because his dad was an asshole to him and he wants his kid to be better than him so that's why he's being an asshole yeah um he's a cool character he's he kind of reminds me of my own dad a little bit like my dad does some stuff like that sometimes uh, where he's like, oh, like, I wish I never married your mom. Yeah, my dad isn't like that, so I don't, okay. I don't know how how he relates to my dad, but he kind of reminds me of my grandpa, Yeah. where it's like he was very, like, Jesus Christ, uh. <laughs> like, just very, like, upset for no reason. Isn't, yeah. And then, like, like, I guess, like, my dad's kind of, 
part of Frank, like, in terms of, like, him trying to deal with, like, all these, like, different conflicts. Yeah. So it's, like, my grandpa would complain to him, and then he's, like, okay, like, I'll help fix it, dad. Yeah. And then, like, my mom would complain, and then he would be, like, okay, I'll fix that. Bad. And then, like, yeah, yeah. I would complain. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really funny how you can see, like, this character in our parents doing, like, my dad, like, is older than your dad, and, like... My dad was, like, like in the 70s, like, you know. Uh, he's born in 56, so in yeah, his 70s, he was, like, in his 20s. Yeah, my dad was born in, um, 62? Yeah. 63? Yeah, so they're pretty close, and, like, yeah, and, you know, my dad's like, oh, I wish I never married your mom, and it's always, like, kind of like a joke of, like, god damn it, I wish I'd never married, <laughs> you know? Uh, or, like... You can my he never says it, but like you can tell like he is kind of mad at the world for like doing him wrong or like giving him bad luck. So and Frank is kind of that way too. So it's kind of interesting to see that. I I like Frank's character. I don't identify with him as much. Well, I think because like we're still like young adults. Yeah. We haven't had kids or had like we're not married, yeah. so we don't understand mother-in-laws or father-in-laws yeah and it's like even the parts that i do understand like him suddenly having to do all of these things and like not really wanting to like i totally get that (laughs) but it's like not to the level that i have it for me it's like ugh, like i don't want to wake up today like just like i want to sleep in not like i want to die not wake up (laughs) Uh, but for him, it's like, oh, like, I don't want to take my kid to, like, soccer practice. So it's different things, but, like, I get it. I'm right there. Yeah, and then we have Sue, his, uh... wife, mother of four, and, like, a struggling entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, she also kind of got unlucky in life, where, like, she got pregnant before she wanted to, uh, so she didn't get a chance to finish up her... Uh, four-year degree which I mean for a woman then would have been a pretty big deal and she was getting it in uh, dentistry right or like something like that yeah it was it was something like in like something that you would get a lot of money yeah it was like dental school or something like that yeah where like for her that would have been such a huge like life changer yeah it would have like picked her up to like maybe upper middle class middle class yeah instead she's just poor yeah so she's also constantly trying to make the best of it like she's like trying to like keep the family together like make sure they all get along they all love each other and like she has all of these tendencies that like my mom has where like she has like a rainy day fund that she's saving and like on the side yeah, yeah, I I got that from my mom too because my mom has like a rainy day fund. Yeah. And then like also she like was like oh like if you put this much money aside per month then like you know you could like save it for like maybe if you want to like splurge on something. Yeah. And I'm like okay. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm like putting like hundreds of dollars in like student loans, loans. I'm like yep yeah, yep. Yeah, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, this is so great. much saving. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about her? I kind of liked her. I felt like that she was, I would say, like, calmer yeah. side of, like, the parenting. Because, mm-hmm. like, Frank is, like, always, like, kind of like a rocket. 
launch while yeah. she's like very calm can like understand like where people are coming from mm-hmm. like I also feel that she's she kind of tries to calm Frank down mm-hmm. uh, like whenever Kevin would like get in trouble or something Frank would like be pissed off and then she's like okay calm down Frank like yeah. it's okay yeah like he, he did get in trouble but he's our son yeah so. She's kind of like the voice of reason. There are some times where she's being unreasonable, but it's like when she's really angry or um, when she's like been pushed so far that like her only chance is like being dramatic or unreasonable. Yeah. So it's like totally understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Kevin Murphy, who's like the eldest son of the mm-hmm. family. Uh, I kind of... <laughs> He kind of reminds me of not my brother, but just like uh, kids I knew in high school, mm-hmm. and then a little bit in college. Like I remember um, when I was going to film school, like there were a bunch of kids that like hated their parents, and they're like, "Oh, I, I went to LMU to stay away from them," and yeah. like I guess like the parents were from like New York or Virginia or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? Like, because, like, I'm over here, like, I really like my parents. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I would never move away from my parents. Like, yeah, I'm mo- I've am moved away from them, but, like, I'm 30 minutes away. I would never move, like, an entire state away. Yeah, and I still talk to my parents. Like, I don't know, it's just, like, he kind of reminds me of people who don't ever want to, like, have any contact with their parents. Parents, yeah. And then you're over here like, oh, I really like my yeah, parents. Yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm all right with my parents. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't have any daddy issues. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I swear, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I also feel like his, like, band is pretty funny. It's, like, so specific. Yeah, it's... I didn't know that type of music existed. Yeah, me neither. I thought, like, it... I thought that for a moment, I thought that they were kind of like the Grateful Dead. Uh-huh. But then I was like, no, they're actually like talking about a story. Yeah, this is like a story. This is it's so like I'm the like... wizard goes to the castle and gets <laughs> the wand, you know. But there's just music playing in the background. Yeah, and it's just like, wait, this is a real thing. Thing, yeah. Uh... Uh, but then it's, like, almost, like, his, like, in his, like, own little world, because, like, he really likes that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense that, like, oh, yeah, like, he would really be interested in this, because this is totally out of this world, like, no one doesn't really do this type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool that he got to meet, like, a girl who also likes, you Who's know, also in the same stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, it kind of, like, she kind of helps him, like, deal with, like, him, his anger problem. Mm -hmm. Um, She's also, like, Sue kind of, like, gives, like, a voice of reasoning with him. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that was really, like, clear in the last season when uh, Kevin also starts having anger issues. Like, he's, like, yelling and, like, throwing things and breaking things and, like, cursing really bad. Uh, and uh, the girlfriend's like, hey, like, calm down. Like, what are you, look at you. Like, what are you doing? You know, and that kind of wakes him up to the fact that, like, he's turning into his dad. Yeah, I like his character. He's 
he has funny stuff um you know the whole bane thing is kind of cool i hope it actually like goes somewhere and we find out that like he's supposed to be some famous musician or something i don't know yeah and it's kind of funny that he's being voiced by justin long yeah who is like (laughs) kind of like this like random actor that you wouldn't expect him to be a voice actor yeah he does a really good job though yeah uh, so then let's move on to Bill Murphy. Yeah, uh, who we both think is who Bill Burr is supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. Because in the show he's 12 and, you know, the math adds up. Oh, because, like, of, like, the time that Bill was yeah. born? Yeah. His character is okay. I like other ones more. Yeah, I think it's, like, a bit like timid like if he doesn't speak up for himself at first yeah at first he doesn't and then out of nowhere like well not out of nowhere when he joins the hockey team that's when he like is like oh i can be aggressive yeah but then he goes overboard yeah and like beats everyone up and then (laughs) everyone's like oh like good job you know try not to do it too much too much yeah like they're like hey you're a little uh too good at this yeah yeah i didn't really have anything you know his relationship with bridget is kind of interesting where like he knows he's in an abusive relationship (laughs) and uh does some fucked up stuff like uh sending uh jimmy fitzsimmons away oh to like the uh ROTC, the military school. Yeah. Yeah, because of, of his, like, behavior. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then comes back even more messed up and stuff like that. And, you know. Uh, but then he kind of, <laughs> like, you know, becomes friends with him after he, like, tells um, Jimmy's dad that it's like, oh, yeah, you have Jimmy to root for. Because, yeah. like, Bill was becoming Jimmy's dad's, like, son, quote-unquote. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, look at my son. That's, like, my son type of thing, rather than having him say that to Jimmy. But then, like, Bill brought it up, I think, during, like, a hockey match. He's like, oh, why don't you, you know, uh, have Jimmy be the, you know, captain. Yeah. So then we have Maureen. Murphy, yeah. which I think is kind of funny because like Frank is like yelling at the boys, but then when it comes to her, he calls her princess. Princess, it's like, oh, yeah. No, like no, you're doing just fine, my yeah. princess. Like, yeah. Which is kind of weird because my dad doesn't say that. Like he just says Jeanette. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh no, like he's like pretty, like he doesn't act like that. Mm-hmm. Like what Frank acts. Yeah, he doesn't like baby you. No, because yeah. that would be weird. I'll be like dad stop it yeah <laughs> but like i would say like she kind of is like the spoiled um of the kids so far i don't know about the youngest daughter yeah but yeah i would say like she's a bit spoiled because it's like she doesn't have to deal with like getting hit or punished as harsh as like her brothers yeah mm-hmm. and to be fair she doesn't like mess up too often like yeah she does like start a fire you know she does do like crazy things here and there but like her parents never really find out about it so they don't get mad at her about that it's when they get mad at her it's like when she's nagging them about like oh take me here take me here or like get me this get me this never for the big stuff like never for like 
breaking bottles in an alley with Bridget or anything like that, you know? Yeah. It's always like, oh, she keeps asking to be taken to, like, a camp or something. Like, she wants to go to science camp. Oh, yeah, she camp. wants to go to science camp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was really cool. I like that they have the character, like, wanting to be, like, a computer scientist or something like that. Yeah, and then, like, she also deals with, like, you know, kind of women in the science field. How she would, whenever she would, like, tell someone, it's like, oh, I want to be a scientist. And then yeah. they would, like, give her a look, like, oh, okay, sweetheart. Like, you know, yeah. don't, like, you know, put your hopes and dreams mm-hmm. on it type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then also, like, there are times where uh, she kind of wants to get more attention mm-hmm. uh, from her parents. Yeah. Because they kind of, like, get sidetracked with, like, the pregnancy as well as, like, other things like Kevin or Bill. Bill, yeah. So then she feels like that she's being left out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel, like, overall, that's how she, how yeah. I feel. Yeah. I mean, I would say same. She definitely keeps getting sidetracked first because of stuff that's going on. Like, first because uh, Frank loses his job, then because Sue's pregnant. Now it's going to be probably because there's a baby. Uh, So she keeps, like, getting the short end of the stick. And, like, she's the smartest one. And it's funny because Frank and Sue keep, like, jokingly saying, like, you're... I don't know if they tell her or to Bill, but they're like, hey, you're the only way for us to get out of this like poverty thing like hey you need to yeah like make money type of thing so it's really funny because like she has a lot of potential and if they just nurtured that she would probably do really great uh let's move on to chauncey yeah uh, who's rosy Mm -hmm. for short he is like the baggage handler like it's like greeter a, yeah, slash greeter. helper slash baggage handler at the airport. Yeah, so yeah. it's like when you go into the airport, uh, you're being greeted by this like guy who's like, oh, like let me take your bags. Yeah. And then, I mean, before it would just they would put a tag on mm-hmm. it to be like, okay, this goes to this um, place, this goes to that place. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays they ask you like, oh, do you have any? <laughs> items that have is like, this bag yours yeah it's and like you're like is no. there any liquid over three fluence ounce and i'm yeah. like thinking to myself is there <laughs> yeah you're like well for me i'm like what the fuck is an ounce like yeah. how do i measure a liquid in ounces yeah i'll be honest i don't care about this character at all i like, mean i kind of like him because like he kind of like shows like how uh black people are like being treated like when he greets people like he tries really hard to like get a huge tip but then all he gets is like a quarter yeah and he's like fuck this like yeah yeah and he wants to do better and so when he tries to like run for alderman mm-hmm. he like he wins but then he also gets like stuck in the whole stupid like government like the shady side of everything yeah, yeah. For me, it would have been a lot more effective if, like, he was a, he was a neighbor instead, because like, I feel like I keep switching back to like a, some random guy's life. Like, he's just a coworker that like doesn't even pop up in every episode, but then in certain episodes, so much time is given to him that it's like, hey, you might as well make him like a really constant character in the show and just bring him on as a neighbor. There are multiple houses on that cul-de-sac. Just 
you know, yeah, but put him in one of those. Yeah, but maybe he couldn't afford it. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, like, the uh, whole, like, red line districts where yeah. he may not be able to get a mortgage true. in that area. True, very true, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. That wouldn't really work because, like, yeah. the whole point of him is he's he's there to show that they even, like, the really poor white people were still, like, separated. Uh, yeah, uh, still above. Yeah, they people. still live in the suburbs as opposed to black people that still lived in the city. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, that gives me a little bit of more of an appreciation for him. Let's go to Big Bill Murphy, who mm-hmm. is Frank's father. I kind of, I mean, first off, I was kind of, it was kind of funny to have the guy from Breaking Bad. He's like the, the guy, it's like a bald-headed guy. Walter White? No, the... Oh, the detective guy. I think so. Like the private detective guy, Mike. That's his name. I think so. Yeah. I don't know, I haven't seen Breaking Bad, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> I know he's from there. Yeah, he's like the lawyer's henchman type of thing in the show. Sure. Or like he, the lawyer uh, hires him for a bunch of jobs. Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I really thought it was cool that he was being voiced by him. Yeah. Because like I really think that the guy is like a good actor, even though I haven't seen Breaking Bad. But like I've, I've seen other things that he's been in. Yeah, I kind of feel like he has like a really good like backstory that you could kind of understand like why he acts like the yeah. way he is. And then, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, parents when they become grandparents that all of a sudden they're all nice. Nice, yeah. Because I remember that my dad was, like, telling his mom, who's my grandma, was yeah. like, hey, like, you were mean to me when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. I didn't get ice cream, like, every like, week. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, my aunt says the same thing about my grandpa, where she's like, look at him now. He's, like, pretending to be, like, this weak, like you know uh, harmless little thing but when we were growing up he was an asshole and i'm like oh yep that's kind of how getting old works uh you know yeah there's nothing you can say to that yeah Um, but i like his character because he explains so much about why frank is the way he is and why frank's kids are gonna be the way they are you know like yeah well it's kind of like a never-ending cycle that's like if your parents are mean to you, then you end up becoming mean to your your kids because you were taught that way. And it's kind of ironic because, like, the your parents are not grandparents, and then they're being Be nice, nice. So when you tell your kid, like, your grandpa did this to me, they're not going to believe you. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, the cycle continues, continues until yeah. someone goes to therapy. Therapy, yeah. <laughs> until someone goes to therapy, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, he was a really interesting character. I I think not just... I don't know if it's because of him or because of the flashbacks. Like, as soon as uh, he was introduced in the story, the story just got better. It started making more sense. It got more darker, too, though, which kind of sucks. Like, the story is really dark at this point. Like, it's not, like, really funny anymore. It's not even dramatic anymore. It's just kind of, like, sad. Like, it's just a sad show now. Well, I don't think it's that sad. Like, I, you know, I think it's funny at some parts. But yeah, I kind of understand. But then... It's just too dark. It's like, oh, like, financial ruin, parents dying. Yeah, but like... Unwanted pregnancy. So, like, you know, there's like... 
Well, because I, I could explain it because, like, in a TV show, like, yeah. in order for uh, the audience to continue watching it and to make the story even more interesting is that you kind of had to have your characters move one step forward but then move two steps back yeah to kind of keep the story going because then if it's if like the main character gets like a job really easy like every single time Mm -hmm. he applies for a job or the pregnancy doesn't happen like it doesn't create conflict Mm -hmm. and you kind of need conflict in order for the story to yeah yeah the story yeah you're right like they could have done this show in like three seasons and be like oh and everyone uh resolved all their issues and they're good like totally they could totally do that and i'm glad they're not it's just like after a while it's like uh you know like give me a little like i feel like it's like half a step forward and three steps back where it's like oh he lost his job he's fighting with his wife his kid just told him uh he hates him for the first time but there was like half a beer in the fridge you know it's like what like (laughs) it's yeah no it's not at least like his dog likes him when he comes home it's something random like that like i remember that scene where like he's like oh at least you still like me and then the dog walks away too and you're like Okay, I guess nothing good's gonna happen to this character. So yeah, and the last character we kind of want to talk about, uh, again, because he got really prominent in this last season, is uh, Vic Lafayette Reynolds. He's kind of a really a rich, uh, well-to-do young guy uh, that lives next door to them. Uh, and he's a radio DJ and producer. And he does a lot of drugs and has well, he does a lot, a lot of, of drugs in the beginning. In the yeah, yeah. first, like... Three seasons. Three seasons. Yeah, in the first three seasons, he does a lot of drugs, uh, has a lot of parties. Like, has, like, a new woman almost every week. Every week, yeah. And he kind of... It's weird, because for me, it felt like he's not really show, being show-offing. Like, he's not really showing off with it. Well, kind of, it kind of reminds me, like, he's, like, kind of like that zen person who like nothing goes wrong type of thing yeah and then like you get frustrated because they're like wait like nothing goes wrong to you it's kind of like the way yeah. that frank gets mad at him because it's like his life no matter is like what, perfect yeah no matter what like frank tells him like yeah. Vic is like oh yeah cool like no worries dude like, yeah he's very chill about it and yeah. then frank gets even more mad because yeah. he's very chill about it and it's really funny because like it's basically like he's like this effortlessly cool guy like, he doesn't even have to try for anything. Like, things just kind of... He's like, yeah, I mean, I just got a new car. Like, I needed to get to work, so I got a car. Like, you know, he's not... Uh, yeah, I think it wasn't until, like, after his, like... He finds out that his girlfriend had sex with Kevin. Yeah. But that's kind of where it somewhat spiraled down. Because then he started getting addicted more to the cocaine yeah and then it became a problem to the point where he got fired by his from his job yeah and then he basically had to sober up mm-hmm. in order to get the job back yeah which he didn't even like at afterwards uh, yeah. and he was pretty bad at it afterwards yeah because then like a new boss came in and then he wanted to do something completely different yeah for the radio station mm-hmm. and he was trying to impress him yep. but then it does, doesn't go well because like he ends up like being aggressive and mean towards Kevin yeah 
and it sucks because Kevin like looked up to him and was like hey you're like a radio producer and like I look up to you because like I'm I want to do stuff with music he's a cool character I think for him it's gonna be more about like he's gonna have like the opposite journey of Frank uh, where like as Frank's life slowly gets better uh, his life is slowly gonna get worse yeah, like because... we kind of saw that happening already in season four where like he's losing stuff while Frank is like kind of pulling back yeah because like I remember like in the beginning of the the series he really admired Frank for having a wife and kid yeah and like Vic for some reason wanted to do the same thing but then he never really got to it because you know just like he he wanted to party yeah but then like you know just time flies and then he's like yeah i never had a chance to like settle down Mm -hmm. and then uh the recent season he finally is able to have a chance yeah so i don't know if the next season is going to have him like trying to uh like have a kid while also having career type of thing that would be pretty funny yeah i would watch that (laughs) Um, yeah, and you know, there are a lot of other characters in the show, and we could spend a lot of time talking about each one, like, the creepy neighbor that, like, (laughs) goes into people's homes and, like, lives their lives and stuff. Yeah. Or, like, that other, like, the, I think he's Hispanic, the other neighbor, yeah. Philip, um, like, Something, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Weird guy. Um, or Philip himself we could talk about, and he's really funny. But yeah, there are a lot of characters I would uh, definitely recommend watching the show. Um, it's pretty good. Like, yeah, like I said, it does make you sad at certain points, but, like, it never leaves you, like, feeling too heavy afterwards. Like, it's not like, oh, I just watched, like, some really sad uh, drama. It's yeah. more of like, oh, like, damn, that was so real. All right, let's move on. Um, yeah, I really liked it because I, I like bill burr's comedy yeah and you could tell like <laughs> some of the jokes are really him yeah, yeah. where he kind of complains about his wife it's like yeah like all shit is like ding, 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 ding. yeah yeah <laughs> you can see him do it like you yeah. can see him do it yeah and so that's why i really like the show because like yeah. i could know i could tell like this is bill burr yeah complaining about his wife or complaining about like a job job yeah yeah and i i just like really like how like very how many layers there are in the story mm-hmm. because not only do you have frank's life but you also have vic's life and mm-hmm. then you also have like the neighbor's life and yeah. then like even Rosie's even life. yeah and then even between those like each neighbor has a different relationship with a different neighbor yeah and you get little glimpses of every neighbor's like entire life like that uh one neighbor that has a gay husband oh yeah that ends up banging the holocaust survivor yeah like you know that's a really cool storyline it's like in the background and it just happens and you're like oh that's funny so the show has a lot of that Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also good uh, obviously all, if, whenever there are jokes they're really good because Bilber is really good so yeah I would definitely recommend the show yeah same here uh, and then also like I, I recommend like watching um, some of Bilber's stand up it's all on Netflix yeah most of them are yeah um, so you can watch that and then also watch um, F is for Family yeah 
Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of uh, a lot of parallels between the two. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, we just wanted to say thanks for listening and like, please share this uh, podcast with your friends. Just let them know, like, hey, you've been listening and it's cool, and yeah. we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got people from Netherlands, motherfucker. Yeah. And Ireland. Yeah. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast if you can. Uh, follow us on at J and M Podcast uh, or uh, send us an email at J and M Podcast at gmail.com if you have any requests or if uh, you have some, you know. Ideas. ideas or recommendations for us to do yeah and it's uh j-a-n-d-m podcast at gmail.com yeah and then for the instagram it's just j underscore a-n-d underscore m underscore podcast <laughs> oh was was just j and m podcast already taken well no i couldn't get like the that fancy and yeah but just j and m like just all of them together um, I didn't think that. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry. I was, like, so into creating, like, the uh-huh. accounts and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. Cool. But I didn't think that through. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, follow us there. Uh, email us at the other one. <laughs> Leave us reviews. Uh, and we really appreciate it. We'll keep doing this regardless. But, you know, everything helps. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Well, thank you, and I hope you guys stay safe and well, and I think that's it. That's it, yeah. Keep wearing your masks. Uh, Please do. (laughs) Yeah. Stay safe, take precautions, all of that, and uh, yeah. Hope to see you guys soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.